0: All right, I just want to warn everybody, Coach has a couple fancy words he's going to throw out at us. (laughs) So I'm going to introduce myself first, Coach, uh, and then we're going to let you dive us into this topic that we've started uh, already discussing. Um, All right, so my name is Sherry Wilson, owner of Genius Owl Limited Company. I make people look good, sound good, so they make money. And also some life and professional coaching. And uh coach is grabbing his that water book, huh? I got it on the way, or actually my Kindle coach. I'm excited about it. All right. So go ahead, coach, introduce yourself and let's dive into it.
1: Okay. Call me Coach Greg McNeil. Um I am um I'm the person that wants to help you to be able to enjoy your life to the fullest. So you work, you labor for your money. And then I'm going to be the guy that makes sure that you can enjoy it at the level that you need to. And I'm I'm not talking about the investment in terms of other um, inanimate things, but I'm talking about your personal relationships. Yeah. The relationship you have with yourself, Mm -hmm. right? That relationship you have with your family. Do you have the right woman, right man in your life? All those kinds of things, right? Because otherwise if those things don't work, you, uh, You basically have a bucket with a hole in it. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) hundred percent.
1: That's exactly right. You know, so yes, I'm that guy. So I guess we're going to talk about somatic frequencies.
0: Somatic frequencies. Yes. There's those words. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So so. tell us what, what that is coach and and get us started on the the topic.
1: So really it started with the idea of sound, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and the images that are created from certain sounds. And you can actually look up um, somatic frequencies, and you will actually see different images and um, different things that are associated with sound. But for the listener, we're talking about how that sound, that vibration affects you as a person as a collective mm-hmm. right um we are affected by frequency and vibration we're electrical beings now for the listener i would have to say that this is not way out stuff but this is everyday stuff this yeah, is science. practical stuff mm-hmm. and uh, and even though you may not have learned it you've been affected by it so if somebody speaks a word or phrase to you, um, and it makes you feel a certain way, it makes you think a certain way, you have just experienced somatic frequency, yes. right? So now, typically, um, if we give you something that says, I love you, right? And that creates a certain frequency and vibration in you, yes. right? And when you hear that, often enough, your body responds differently, right? Yes. Now, if I give you a negative message, I hate you, right? Yes. That also makes you feel a certain way. Now, for the listener, what I would say to really grasp what we're saying with somatic frequency is to first hear the word and then reflect on, how you feel when you're listening to that word without making it really complicated. Right. And this is the one thing that I don't like about the scientific community. They separate it from us. Right. You don't have to be a PhD to understand cymatic frequency.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. So if you are, you are a parent and you tell your child, Hey, um, I don't want you to, engage in this activity because you are not as good as your brother mm. right mm-hmm. okay you notice how I did that mm-hmm. the first thing I said you are not right so I set up the frequency the yes. vibration for you and then I follow it up by saying as good yeah right yeah. so what just happened to the child Mm. when I in that statement
0: their entire right. being was it it had a reaction or a response to that that's right
1: that's exactly right they felt restricted they start to feel sad now when they hear it the first time it's like you know that doesn't feel good but then the parent sees the two children out playing in the yard and they're laughing and having fun but the, then the parent goes out again And stops the younger child. I told you, I don't want you to engage in this experience with your older brother because you are not as good, right? Mm -hmm. You need to be doing something else. Now, this time, both of the children are listening to it. They both feel bad. But the child that heard that message for the second time now, something has happened to them, Mm -hmm. right? Their countenance, their confidence has fallen. But more than that, the way that they think about themselves, right? Yeah. We use another word we call self-efficacy. The way in which you um, go about leading your life with confidence and assuredness and competency, right? All of a sudden, something has happened to you. You doubt yourself, right? Right that vibration is in your body now right and it be it begins to take on a life of its own i can use many different examples right i can make it a racial thing i can make it a gender thing right i can i can make it about abilities or material comfort you you name it right once the message keeps going into your mind that you are less than, not capable of, not allowed to, then something begins to happen to you, Mm -hmm. right? That's the somatic frequency, right? Okay. Um, Are women as strong as men? Of course they are. Absolutely. Are they as smart? No, they're smarter. (laughs) So. You know, and uh, I said that, but I was actually kind of serious. But one of the things that happens is a narrative, a word, creates a frequency and a vibration. And it affects the way you think about things. So I'm going to turn this around and I'm going to say that same Parent tells a younger boy in the next scenario, "Oh, get in there with him. There you go. Your big brother is outstanding, but guess what? You are just as good. Mm-hmm. Now, guess what happens to that little one, boy or girl? Right? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter where you come from on the planet. You just told that younger person, right? You can do it. Yeah. Stay in there. Guess what happens to the person now? Right?" They went from being closed off, lacking confidence, feeling sad, going down the road of Mm self-destruction to now all of a sudden, they have a larger self-concept, right? Yeah. They feel much more connected. They feel much more capable. And guess what? They now are ready. The stage has been set for them to achieve great things. Right? Yes. and um, so one of the things that we want people to understand is there is no such thing as a word that doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. And typically, when we're talking about somatic frequency, we are talking about intent. So if you put it in the form of music, and the musician is uh, they wrote a piece of music. When you start listening to that music, that music affects you. Yeah. It affects you along the intent of the artist who wrote it. Yeah. right. Who played it. They want you to feel a certain way, Mm -hmm. right? Words make you feel a certain way, right? And you have to be able to understand what that word is. And if you don't understand what that word is, you'll know what it feels like in your body, right? Because you pick it up in your other senses. These are the types of things that I would say right now in a society where we just throw words out there. We keep inventing words. If we don't understand how those words are used, they affect us. Yeah. They direct our lives. They can bring us together. They can divide us. They can bring harmony or they can bring conflict and chaos, right? Mm -hmm. But no matter what they do, they are directing your thinking along the lines that you may or may not be aware of until you step back and investigate what that is, right?
0: I want people to hear uh, again where you said the intent. When we're talking about this, we're talking about the intent You know, so we just had a very interesting discussion of this topic on a wider global historical scale. And we decided, you know what, we need to record these conversations. um, So we'll have some news on that in the future of how you can access them. But that is so key. And when you tied in the music, so, you know, Kent, my son, he's a musician and Mm -hmm. he um, played by hearing. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. how he, I mean, he could hear something one time and he's, he's playing it. So very gifted. But what was interesting is one time he was over at, we called it the drum house. So it was a house across the street from my grandpa and my dad lived with my grandpa and he lived in that house until he passed away. But he had set up a room in the house across the street. They had like the, you know, soundproofing and Kent's drum sets Uh were in there and all that. And so Kent said, mommy, come, come listen to this real quick. So I showed up there and he played a a, a note and he said how does that make you feel and I said um melancholy he said okay then he did some tuning he played another one he said how does that make you feel I said that makes me feel aggressive like I want some I want some uh, Metallica or you know I don't know just something like that and he's like okay yeah. he's now what about this one and he played another one I'm like oh You know, I feel happy like a little bird, you know. I said, but I wouldn't listen to anything that has that in there because that's annoying. It's too tingy or pingy. (laughs) I (laughs) I always liked when he went to like drop D, that real deep sound. So anyway, um, he said, I'm learning how sound impacts emotion and how artists use it to make people feel a certain way. Well, then that intrigued me, so I began to look at like you know different frequencies four, four, four for either 28, 38, The Egyptians use that one. Um, just all these different ways of sound being manipulated. Even Hitler and the was it the Rockefellers and the whole trial mm-hmm. over using sound to create a herd mentality. I mean, it was really interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um I learned you know like light is sound on a different frequency.
2: Yeah. And, you
0: know, color. So color, you can join it with sound. Well, humans, if we're electric, we need to understand that it's an electrical thing going on and we need to steward what we hear well. It's the same thing with the words. Well, in my Mm -hmm. research, um, I learned about DNA and music. Have you ever heard of that study, Coach?
1: Well, I don't know if I can tell you about the specific study, but DNA and music, DNA and language. Yeah. Yes.
0: So they learned, um, someone had the idea, hey, I wonder if DNA can be tied to any musical notes. And it kicked off this entire research project where everybody has their own song. And so Mm -hmm. people could submit their DNA and hear their sound. And it was very touching. Like people would weep. You know, they, they were just very, very moved because that was their sound. And most of it was, um, yeah, resonance. Most of mm-hmm. it was like classical, you know, music. And what they then thought was, okay, do diseased cells have a sound? Do they have a song? So they took a cancer cell and they broke down the sound. You're not going to believe this, coach. It was Chopin's Funeral Dirge. And what historians think is that when he wrote that, he was dying of cancer. So the Mm -hmm. idea is that you have a song within you that moves you when you hear it, but also you have to understand your internal world can also affect the sound that you're emitting and the, you know, good or bad. And then the other thing that was interesting is even the word person, that which sound goes through, Mm because the sun part of it is from Sonic. Mm-hmm. And then um, one other study I discovered was um, the Hebrew language. They played, um, and I don't remember if it was just Hebrew words or music, and they wanted to know what that sound would do to sand, and it created these beautiful, like like just images like snowflakes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and that was one of the the few languages that did that. So sound is so key. It's it's who we are. And when you were talking about like the messages to the little boy, most of us grow up with mixture. So like I had a lot of kids mess with me when I was a kid that created some problems that later I was able to overcome. But I had a dad who said, you can be anything you want to be. So in spite of all of his, you know, complexities and some of the things he did that weren't good for me personally, Those sounds I really took to heart. And when you were talking, I realized, wow, so I had a mixture of things going on. You know, the good things, the bad things, like most humans, every human is going to have. But I attached myself to you can do and be anything you want. And that is such a core belief that I don't doubt it. And I think part of the reason I don't Is the source it was coming from
1: yeah so now when you talk about intent right Mm -hmm. that's the other part yeah because if everybody has a song a resonance a vibration a frequency right then if you're operating according to that you're going to basically be in harmony yeah right um but it can be disrupted right and and that's the thing that is really important to recognize. It can be disrupted. Now, if somebody tells you they love you and you don't have the uh, a relationship with that person where not only would it not be appropriate, but it doesn't feel, it doesn't resonate, right?
0: No. The only now, thing I'd be thinking is, hey, are you hitting on me? I got a husband or are you gay? I ain't. Don't even try. I don't know you. What the heck are you doing? Like I would, have, exactly. I would have a negative response, coach. Exactly. But that's the whole idea,
1: right? Is intent generally is going to involve a certain type of relationship. Yes. Right. It's a, it's a hidden component, but it, intent is generally coming to you through some form of relationship. Right. That's good. And your ability to be able to um, navigate that intent has a lot to do with your relationship to the messenger, right? Um, if you're dealing with someone that has some form of control over you, um, either in your relationships or in some systemic way, right? Mm-hmm. Then they have an ability to be able to provide greater influence on you. Yeah. So for instance, if you go to the regular you know when you bring up, turn on your computer, and then you have what you call like a home page, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have all of that news that's on that page. You'll probably notice that nothing is on that page that is makes you feel good,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not designed to make you feel good. It's designed to make you feel to pick up on negative fearful vibration yeah. right um fears of loss anger jealousy hatred envy all of those negative emotions right in some form right will be on that page that's the frequency
2: mm-hmm. right
1: so when you hear a person say man i hate to get on the internet because i'm all i feel stressed when i'm there That is another example of somatic frequency at work. Yeah. Who are you going to write to? Who are you going to say, hey, look, I don't want to see this kind of stuff, right? That person lies beyond your control at this moment. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You don't know who that is. You just turn it on and you might see, well, this person wrote this article or this person wrote that, but who put all this stuff in front of you?
0: Yeah.
1: Who's controlling you? Who's controlling all of that information? Why don't they have a bunch of messages that are beautiful and they inspire confidence and love and joy and harmony, right? Good question, Coach. Well, that's because they don't want you to have that. Right. And I'll just say they at this moment and I'll just leave it at that point. So, but returning back to Frequency, somatic frequency, right? We are talking about things that affect you emotionally. They affect you cognitively, scientifically, psychologically. Even physically. Mm -hmm. It absolutely, it is absolutely invisible. And you have to be dialed in so that you can understand that message that you're taking in. So when a person says, it's all a bunch of BS, I don't read it. Yes, you do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. You may not spend a lot of time on it, but once you see it with your eyes, right, to the point where you read that statement, if you you turn it on and then you read something, boom, it's hit you already. Yep. Right. Yep. It's already there. Mm-hmm. It's like smoke, right? By the time you smell it, something has already been burning. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, so you're affected by it, whether you realize you've been affected by it or not. Then you have to learn how to change it. And that's the educational piece.
0: And don't even get it started, huh, coach, on the house societies as a whole. That's what happens. But that's what you're talking about. Just because the president doesn't live in your house, his decisions affect you. It's the same thing with what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely and you have to be aware of that, right. It's like we as as individuals, we have a natural tendency to be unified. Mm-hmm. It's just a natural thing,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: Because we can't be any different than everything else that's on the planet. The planet is the epitome of diversity. yeah, right? It absolutely is. And they generally have no problem getting along with each other. Every now and then, you might see an African elephant and a rhino having a little tussle. But guess what? Once they realize it's like, okay, you just want to drink over here in this spot, then I'll just move over here. (laughs) And then it's over with, Yeah, right? It's only when it's time to eat and it's like there's a predator on the plains. Guess what? All of the plant-based animals know what's going on zebras, wildebeest, deer, you know, you name it. It's like, guess what? We are all afraid of the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And when our lives are not in danger, we coexist always throughout the millennium, right? That's people. You have to implant something by way of somatic frequency to make people afraid of each other.
2: Mm, right? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really wish um, I would have recorded our conversation before the show.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, we get close to it, right? We get close. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, um, when somebody says, well, coach, um you can go anywhere. And it's like, that's right, I can, right? Because when I'm moving it throughout the world, there is nothing that I need to be afraid of, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And if something is coming to my mind, it's like, what is that? Well, guess what? That's manufactured, right?
2: Yeah. Now,
1: does that make me oblivious to what's happening in the world? No. Right? I love sharks. I love gray whites. I went on a gray white shark cage diving tour. But would I jump in the water without a cage? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But it doesn't mean that the shark is bad, right? It's just a recognition that sharks eat things,
2: Yes, right? they do. Mm-hmm. And
1: I don't have to be fearful or angry at it because it does what it does. I just have to respect what it is, Yes, right? Mm-hmm. So when I move through the world, I move through the world with that same understanding,
2: Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You
1: know, it's like, hey, we're always navigating the world that we live in because we recognize that not everybody shares the same worldview, but that doesn't have to make you experience negativity or fear. You just have to understand what's actually going on, right? But- You have to be careful about the messages. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, so I tell people, it's like, whoever's listening, it's like, where did that thought come from? Why are you thinking that way? How do you know this is true? Right? Um, So I said to a person, I said, look, in the work that I do, right, I hear you fighting for an identity, but be careful about that. I said, be careful about that, right? Woman, female, right? That's a fact,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? If you call your something, if you call yourself something else other than your name, that's a construction,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? I'm a member of this group, so I am this identity. Well, once that happens to you, right? That's a form of somatic frequency, and it is also an area of attack
2: Mm
1: -hmm. right and so this this is why the sages of old they tell you look drop all of that personal attachment to things right Mm -hmm. because they become areas where people can walk through your mind space and control you Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and you know now we've talked about a lot of this kind of like off air but what what I'm essentially saying to you is If you attach yourself to something that you created, you have to ask yourself, how are you using it? Yes. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: um, I just want to say this really quickly. Um, They were talking about a sexual orientation in this particular group. And I just asked one question. (laughs) I'm laughing right now because it was crickets when I asked the question. I said, if you don't open your mouth and tell somebody, how would they know? Mm -hmm. And it was quiet just like that. You could hear those crickets. And I said, now, look, now, I come from a different background. So, you know, one of my cohorts, he's an ex-military person, and he dealt with um, what he called intelligence. But his intelligence in the military was related to they're going to be moving troops here. They got this many troops, right? You know, so this is what we need to be to do to counteract that. I said, my intelligence application is different. We wanted to know, how can you take 100 people and control the minds of 500,000 people? Yep. Right? Yep. And you do that by finding the weakness in the thinking process or areas that they may have been attached to that are not true, that's not grounded in something that's real, Yeah. right? So as we were saying earlier, when somebody that you know, that you care about, they tell you, Sherry, you could do whatever you want to do. You felt that and you knew it was the truth and you stayed in that form of thinking. They didn't say Sherry because you were this. He just says, Sherry, mm-hmm. you could do this. He addressed you by your name and what you're able to do. He didn't say, Sherry, because you are a female,
0: right? right? You see what I'm saying? Yes, I did.
1: He didn't make it it a gender deal. He just said, you can, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm saying to the people, be very careful about the things that you attach yourself to that you may call an identity. Make sure that it's real, right? Yeah, you're trying to defend something right now somatic frequencies are all over the place disrupting your life right and now we have all of this fragmentation because we have all of these things that are in ego that people are trying to defend that they could just drop yeah just drop it right you know
0: that's um, um one of the things I, th- I think it was in the pre-show combo where I said you know that's why the work that we do is so important because it deals with ego, which is always a protection against loss. And if you're not careful, it'll sabotage you. And you know, when you were talking about intent, obviously type of relationship, but also hidden agenda, don't be a bait to the clickbait. There's a reason it's called clickbait. So just like you were in that shark cage, you know, well, in the cage to protect you from the sharks, that's because you were smart and didn't want to become bait. So if you just I, throw yourself out there and you become bait, that's your fault. So you have to fine. challenge what you're hearing and understand the agenda. You know, good news doesn't sell; bad news sells. Um, you know, one of the things I have a funny story before we end, Coach. Whenever I was hired by the chamber um, to help them hire uh, for the Clovis Economic Development, and so excited to work with them. You know, you know me; I'm very involved there, and mm-hmm. um, and so. We had two people we interviewed. One, I was not even going, I had said, I don't think we need to interview this person because her personality is not a fit for the position. And one of the people said, well, no, we need to um, go ahead and interview because, you know, you never know, but also we're not comfortable hiring someone without hearing the other applicants. And that actually changed the way I approached that process uh, because when this lady walked into the room, I was like, there's like two, two life lessons. I was like, she is no more an S personality than I am. She is a D to the core. Like I recognize right off the bat. But her personality came back as an S. So all the questions I had, everything I had to throw them out the window because they weren't gonna work. And uh so anyway, I'm like, okay, we got a D. She's actually a viable candidate. And uh, So she, um, you know, they introduce themselves, and she comes over to me. I tell her who I am. She goes, oh, yeah. She said, I just want you to know I've been listening to your podcast, and it is absolutely phenomenal. Okay, now, my first response was, are you trying to butter me up? What is this? I (laughs) I don't play that game. Like, are you sincere? Because I don't. It sounds like flattery to me. Like I, I was irritated. You don't know me. I mean, have you really listened? To, so I wanted like quiz her on. Oh, what epic? You know, like I wanted to like. Around, oh, you know, like, oh, didn't like and I'm like, Sherry, sure, you're not here for that. You're here for them. But it actually set me off, where I had to ignore what I was thinking so I could be objective in visiting with her. So anyway, it was our uh, the art of self change. That's uh, at the time you know the healing business, healing yeah. community. And uh, and part of it is because that podcast, our podcast, is special to me. So don't BS me. Don't come yeah. around me saying crap, right? So anyway, mm-hmm. I, I worked through that. And then the first thing is, well, you're not an S, and so why did you feel the need to portray yourself as one? And she's like, what? <laughs> so I explained it all to her. I said, so what was going on there? And uh, she said, you know, I did think, what would they want for the position? And I said, so you conned us. I said, so actually you almost didn't get an interview because you didn't answer the questions on who you are. And that's, you know, that's dangerous. It almost cost her the position. And so she's perfect at it. She's great at it. And I wouldn't have known that. And so my lesson was, number one, make sure you always give people a voice. Number two, okay, that whole conning me on the podcast thing is some messaging my dad taught me. And then number three, why did you think it was ever a good idea to hide who you really are based on what you think we would want when you've never met us? And so uh, everybody had, you know, like life lessons, except for the board. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> but anyway, that's powerful. Those, it was like a perfect storm came together that almost prohibited someone that is perfect for the job to be hired.
1: You know, that's, I think that's one of the things that happens um, when we you deal with so much fragmentation, um and all of the messages that we have heard throughout our lives right mm-hmm. um that influences those words so there is considerable impression management
2: yes right
1: and um which which essentially says i'm not okay being myself
2: right yeah.
1: and if we're not okay being ourselves then we then we we already have a problem, right? Because we, whatever we call reality, whichever one that we think we're living in, if we're not able to be authentic, we don't exist any place, right? So Mm. that in and of itself is a vibration that is very difficult for a person to deal with. Always anxious, scared, fearful, afraid, right? And so... We have work to do as a society. Mm -hmm. Um, And the first one is we have to get comfortable with truths, right? Truth telling is we have to get comfortable with that. And truth telling doesn't mean my truth has to be your truth, right? Um, That's not what that is. Truth-telling is, if we start with what is we know that is true, that we can all find and observe, then it becomes easier for us to recognize what we are saying to each other, what we are saying to ourselves, right? And then how we move forward. It's like, think about this. So even in a town the size of Clovis, no one business can have all the business in Clovis. It just doesn't work that way. So instead of having a community that's full of all of these competitors, what you actually have is a community that is filled with a number of different entities and they all attempt to do the same thing. Um, Provide a service to the community that they're a part of.
2: Mm -hmm. The
1: people will determine what it is that they want, but if we each do the very best that we can, somebody is coming to your business. They're going to that business. They're going to this business, but it doesn't mean that you're in competition with all those other businesses, right? Yeah. You're not because if they don't like you, they don't like you. Right. 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 Which is different. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Yep. And so. We have to learn that so we can move beyond fears of loss and all kinds of negative concepts that we have that affect us, right? Mm -hmm. You know, how we treat ourselves, how we treat our family members, how we treat our employees, how we treat our community, how we treat each other in society, right? Understand that somatic frequency, vibration, and resonance is real,
2: Mm -hmm. right? Mm
1: -hmm. These words matter. They affect you. The words that you tell yourself, the words that you say to other people, they affect you, right? Um, Harmony is a real thing. Cooperation is a real thing because that's how we survive, right?
0: Yeah. That's good, Coach. I think on that note, we're good to end this podcast, Coach, and uh, make sure you leave a review. Um, We're definitely gaining some momentum in our, uh, listening. So that's really cool. And then in the show notes, we have ways to contact us and, uh, we will be alerting you to our possible, um, behind the scenes conversations that you can access. We'll let you know.